Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6NERDS5. Oh man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2016, back on Father's Day and beyond. I am Ryan. With me only this week is... Uh, Brad. Man, we lost half our crew from the week before. I know. Because the episode has, hasn't aired yet, and it's so terrible that... And uh, everyone's like, fuck you guys. We're done with the show. You guys... I know, but I'm glad I saw you because I didn't put it up yet. I thought the great name for it would be the Fantastic Boar. Yeah, it's exactly what I was Is it do. really? Yeah. We were like... I thought late, of that before we saw the movie. <laughs> like, lately, me and you have just been, like... Same wavelength. Same wavelength. If you're wondering Stop. what we do, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, I saw two movies. Brad saw one. The one we both saw was The Man from Uncle, and I went and saw Cop Car. I got to do my research on John Watts, you know. Did you talk to him? No. Was he there? He was supposed to be. Did you go to the Alamo? or? Well, he was supposed to be at both, so. No, I went to the C Film Center. No one said anything. Mm. Were and there I two went... screenings? Because maybe you just got the other one. Well, there was one in, like, at one in the afternoon, and then I went to the 7 o'clock one. He went to the one in the afternoon I one. I think he was at the Alamo for the 7, so maybe uh, he was at the 1 o'clock one there. at the C, or the later one. I didn't know that. Hmm. Because I looked on Alamo, I didn't see that it was playing there. Oh, I, I was getting invites from people like, hey, people should go see this. Really? John Watts is going to be there. Fuck. Oh, well. But I saw that. That's why I texted you. I was like, go see it like, and talk to John Watts. Um, oh, well. Get your well, Spider-Man early info on. Well, I saw it. So we, <laughs> I saw a cop car starring Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah, we're a movie podcast, basically. We just talk about movies, movie news. Uh, a lot of movie news this week is centered around Disney because D23 is going on right now. Um. Yeah, we're a movie podcast. Brad, I saw that your movie was runner-up on the audience uh, award for Forty Hour Film Festival. How was your experience? Uh, it was a good screening. Uh, people uh, liked it a lot. It seemed like they were cheering before it even started. Um, uh, I, I was there the whole day. I missed. <laughs> I'm Kellen, sorry. Do you Kellen, have an opinion? Kellen really liked it. <laughs> Whatever. You haven't seen it. He did. I took Fraud. him to the eight o'clock. He was the one who was standing up and cheering. When I put it in front of you, buddy, you got to talk. <laughs> he tried to eat it. So, uh, did you lose out to one you think was better than yours? Uh, yeah, like I, I felt like our block was had the best of the group, like the whole day. Mm-hmm. So we were competing against like two or three other ones that were really good. Uh, the one that we did win, Spencer's, they're from it's from Stranger Studios. That they did live action and animation combined again, and. Um, uh, they had a good story, and so, uh, yeah, like, it was earned, you know. So it was like Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, it was about these spiders that, um, 
oh, like this ladybug gets caught in a in a spider web, and then uh, I don't want to spoil it because you know it's not your work. <laughs> it's not my work, but uh, there, it's, it has a good thing where they like have to work together and um, solve a problem. But uh, yeah, and then there's like another one that was late. There was 15 late films this year. Wow. Yeah, like usually there's two or three per group, but there was whole chunks of like five to six. Um, we're distracted by Kellen, who's like just completely uh, ravaging his DVD collection. No, right I got gotcha. you. So there's like five or six, five or six late ones. So uh, the competitions you know, slashed in what a fifth, pretty hardcore this year. But um, uh, there was one late one in our group that was really funny that I voted for. Um, so the the late ones can win audience ones, but they can't win best of show. Is that how it is? Right. Um, and then if you win the audience award, even though you're late, you can still screen at the best of. Hmm. But you can't win anything. So that yours is a runner-up, you get screened at the best of? Uh, well... Or is it only the ones that win in each block? I, I had this conversation earlier today to explain this. Like, okay. So there's 51 films, basically. Mm-hmm. 15 of them are already eliminated. Now, that leaves how many? 36. So it's 36 films that are right now being judged for all the awards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the awards. And then... The other 15, I think two of those were late ones that got chosen as audience awards. So those will get into the screening. Now, the other 36, you said? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Since there's already, like, two, or since there's already four going, and they usually play, like, 15, that means 11 Mm -hmm. of that 38 are going to get chosen to screen. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if only the best of... Have awards going to them, mm-hmm. or they'll give awards to a little bit of all the thirty-eight. Well, because you won an award for best use of dialogue. Was that at the best of, or was that that was best of? Yeah. Okay, and cool. they asked all that stuff at the best of screening, which they're trying to figure out what venue they want to do. <laughs> he just fucking yelled at you. You don't want me to yell back at you? Huh? I'll <laughs> punch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you interrupt him once in a while? I don't know. Maybe he likes your voice more. Maybe yeah. he ignores me. So. <laughs> Get ready for that for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to go out with my friends, Dad. (laughs) Don't throw my movies again, son. (laughs) Ah, son. But, uh, yeah, overall, like... (laughs) He does just wait to talk. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, buddy, good job. You're completely wrong. (laughs) Overall, though, you were saying? Overall, it's a rough, like... I had a hard time picking the best three from your group. Yeah. That's good because sometimes some of them are fucking horrible. Yeah, I've only been to two of them, but like getting to yours was always the most <laughs> nerve wracking. I don't know if nerve wracking, maybe the most obnoxious two hours. Because <laughs> yours, every time I've gone, yours is always like not at the beginning. It's always like somewhere in oh yeah towards the, the end. Catastrophe was the beginning of our block this time. Was it? Yeah, um, but I don't know. I've I've been to a lot of these, and like the ones that do win are usually end up at the end of the group mm-hmm. not that they don't deserve like not the, the ones that did win didn't deserve it but like it's a little more beneficial when it's the, like people are like have sat through like 12 that are terrible and yeah. the last one's good and they're like that's the last thing they remember they forget the one oh, yeah, at the beginning totally. that was good you know? i mean totally because if it starts off really strong like oh that one's really great and then it gets bad you're like fuck it's and then it gets good like, again yeah. you're like oh i love this one because it like brought me up from shit 
Yeah. It's it's like movies that are released in February, they're so shit, and then you get that one in March that's good, and you're saying, oh, finally, finally. <laughs> yeah. But, but congratulations anyways. Thank you. So hopefully we'll get there. So we're not guaranteed, um, <laughs> even though we, we you know got an honorable mention, doesn't <laughs> really guarantee that we'll get in. But, but that you should be, though. There's because, a good chance. Because how many blocks are there? Five? There's four blocks. Four blocks, oh, so that's eight of them. So they still have... 15. So they have another like half they can still put in there. I think that would be stupid if they didn't. Yeah. Because you're always the best. I'm not biased, but you know. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you're, it. You're just the best. Hey, buddy. Is that good? Do you want some yogurt and banana and blueberry? Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know who doesn't appreciate Dinosaur Ridge? My nice son. <laughs> yeah. There's only two bucks to get in there. So he's not going to be an archaeologist when he grows up. No, he's... It's like fuck dinosaurs, yeah, fuck Jurassic like, World. Fuck this! I got a suck too. Him this dinosaur book. I said, look, Kellen, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex book. He like threw it. He's like, Ugh, dead things. <laughs> Duh. You know what? Dad, that's stupid, and so are you. Yeah, they're extinct. Who cares? Ah, son. <laughs> uh, he's so, gonna grow up to be like a meathead jock and <laughs> ruin your life. So, uh, what's next for your video career? Uh, I'm just cleaning out the queue of like I got to finish Trauma with Eileen. Oh, that's right. You um, still have a lot to do. I don't know. I'm really gr- regretting Real Nerd Season 2 right now. Like, a whole summer has gone by. I was, waiting for, I was waiting for scripts. It's hard to write f- six scripts, you know? That I, have, I, I would give you ideas. I'm not a when good I got script writer. Well, you, you guys did the awesome episode five, but I mean, it, it's hard because we have this like plan to do it as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's like doing a movie that's cut up into six parts. Yeah. So... And, but with all the other stuff we got going on, James is always busy. You're doing Police Academy. As long as I'm doing all these other projects. As long as it's, it's like, on the weekends, it's cool. Yeah. So, so we'll figure it out. It's yeah. just, I, I don't want to do it in the winter, but if that's how it works out, unfortunately, that's how it works out. It might out. look cool if we shoot some things that way. Nothing's cool. Unless you're be. in Alaska. But remember when you were freezing your ass off last year when we were shooting that one fight scene? The one that we did do? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. So it just sucks because it's been green for so long. I know, and summer. actually, the summer has been really nice. It hasn't yeah. been super hot. The rain finally like let up for two months, so it would be a great time to get it done. But you're just busy. You got your trauma stuff. Yeah, your 48 hour film stuff. You get asked to do things. You're doing photography stuff. Yep. Maybe if you didn't have such an eye for detail, Brad. Maybe if you didn't have such an eye for detail. I'm so busy right now. <laughs> I know. Me too. The posters and the first, the first night of school i came home i fell asleep like at freaking eight thirty. i was like holding him and he fell asleep and i was watching i don't know hell's kitchen or something i woke up three hours later i was like Holy he was shit. on his own yeah no he was, i was holding him he wasn't oh. on his own he was asleep no i stay awake while my kids awake i don't let my guard <laughs> down and it's weird it's not no, i better not say anything um <laughs> i'm really enjoying my time because i did find out we had police officers from Idaho. So you started Police Academy. Yeah. Tell people how that went. Oh, it was fine. Uh, we, it's basically learning all this silly... Uh, like we'd been doing a lot of law study, so that means constitutional law and things like that. Uh, but I found out from... I kind of already knew this was going to happen. The Idaho Springs Police Department came in. They said, when you're hired on board, uh, they're going to ask for all your social media passwords because they're going to go through your shit. To make sure you're not some racist, I guess. I don't know. So I always got to be careful what I say. And what you like. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. They said, uh, that, 
it's so weird to me. Yeah, it's, you like that unarmed black man shooting again, Ryan? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about that stuff because pretty much all my likes are this is a cool new comic book. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that's you know it's Ryan. We looked at your Facebook profile and you might be too juvenile for this <laughs> yeah, job, right? <laughs> they have uh, you can suck my dick. <laughs> Uh, now, because I have Laura's family is from Tennessee, so her family members always post stuff like, if the Southern flag offends you, maybe this offends you. And it's like the Star of David in a swastika or something. <laughs> Why are people so weird? Um, Yeah. I don't get it. People don't get it. People, yeah. There's a lot of bandwagon stuff. It is. It's That's all it is. Like, yeah, the Confederate flag is like. No, it's horrible. It, it, it's it, a historical symbol. It is. It belongs in a museum. It does not belong in a museum. Being flown. Yeah. But the thing is, is. I, it, but congratulations, racism still exists even yeah. though you took it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's just one of those things that. It's people just pick the weirdest battles, you know. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're crying over this lion that was killed, and meanwhile there's kids that live in Jefferson County that are hungry. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know, it's weird how people decide what's relevant or not. But the most cares? offensive part of that was just, like, the lion was tricked, yeah. like, lured out. Well, yeah, I mean... protected it, lion. Yeah, like, that's the shitty part. Yeah. Other than it being killed. But, like, trophy hunting happens a lot. Yeah. Like, my uh, sister and her husband, like, they kill elk up at their ranch for food. Like, they store it in a freezer. For, like, it's just, that kind of stuff's... But yeah, that, that, that hunting happens. is helps for but when you pay like control habitat, you like throw fifty grand on the table, and like hey, sneak this lion out for me so I can like, <laughs> yeah, so I can a, kill take, it, so I can take a selfie with a dead lion. Simba, Nala, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. But yeah, again, there's like worse stuff going on. Yeah, it's just whatever. Um, we're well, not a political podcast, up, so yeah. we're a movie podcast. So back to the movies. Yeah, so just we like movies, and yeah, watch a movie so you can escape. This horrible, horrible world we <laughs> yeah. live in. And so, yeah, the, the Academy's fine. It's actually pretty interesting. And while I'm there, I'm I'm saying to myself, I, I can do this stuff. Is there a cat back there? No, there's like a rental DVD that I'm trying to... Oh. Oh, oh is it Friday the 13th? Oh, that's, oh, that's uh, from our friend Brandon. Oh. He's from Denmark, and that's a Denmark copy of... A Danish copy of Friday the 13th. Oh. It's the wrong um, region, but because there's a, actually a European exclusive documentary on there, I really want to watch. But yeah. I need a region-free DVD player, yeah, oh. so then I can watch I it. I Think I have one? Do you? Sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I haven't really tried mine. I don't know. Yeah, you can try it. Just throw it in there. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, my son walks all over the place now, and I leave his bedroom door open because he likes to pull all the clothes out of his dresser. And when you have a child, Brad, um, you won't clean up until he's in bed because it's worthless, too. Totally. Um, so you're afraid he's going like, to wrap a shirt around his head and suffocate? No. No. Oh. You, you can hear him in there. When he's quiet, I'll call him. He's just sucking on his pouch. Those things are really good. Yeah. They, they, like, they're made for babies, but I'm like, man, I like Greek yogurt and blueberries. Yeah, hey. I, uh, my mom gets the uh, like carrot and fruit oh yeah ones. yeah yeah he there's also these uh freeze-dried fruits so it, i got this banana and blueberry one and i before i get to him i'm gonna try this that's pretty good <laughs> you, you your life's like why are they running out of these so fast i don't, <laughs> I don't know, know. 
they're really expensive too. They're like four dollars a bag. But yeah, why does it have the huge plastic nozzle on it too? Like it's a waste <laughs> of plastic. <laughs> yeah, I know. But my wife recycles. Don't worry, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about your plastic. <laughs> she drives me crazy. <laughs> I always I love teasing her too. I I'll say. Yeah, buddy. I say, how do you know plastic doesn't decompose? Do they have a piece of plastic from, you know, thousands of years ago? And the scientist in there, well, what's plastic made out of? I said petroleum. How old's petroleum? Doesn't matter. <laughs> in Actually, its plastic form, maybe it's biodegradable. Actually, this week I saw a, a video of a turtle that got a straw s- stuck in its nose. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these people are trying to pull it out with, like, pliers, and it was, like, bleeding out of its nose because of it. Like, it's so har- <laughs> heartbreaking. No, oh, at least you like, have a heart. How did it sniff like a, a whole... <laughs> sniffing coke. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle sniffing coke. Uh, yeah, just like just swimming around the ocean, just like <laughs> sucked it in. Like, wow. He's, man, I love swimming in the open ocean. I'm just going to breathe in this ocean air. <laughs> uh, you stuck, buddy? God, you're just such a weirdo sometimes. Uh-oh. What? What happened? You didn't like that. <laughs> Is he looks shitting? Like, it looks like he has an existential crisis, but he might be shitting. <laughs> and he's like, you moved me while I was shitting, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I sucked it back up beside me. <laughs> yeah, I picked him up. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> so how do we usually yeah, describe your dad's dick? He does all the time. It's horrible. <laughs> and so I, I sleep in like gym shorts, like those Reebok, like smooth shorts. And every morning he's like, <laughs> he pulls them like, God, no, no. <laughs> Why? Why? What did I do? Um, Henry emailed us. He was on last week's episode for Fantastic Four. I've got something for you. A letter. A letter for me? That's impossible. And they mentioned Central City as something. And he and I said, I don't remember that from the comics at all. But evidently it is in the comics and it's where they the fantastic work in the comics occasionally. But it's not a major thing. It's bizarre that they chose that to be their big Easter egg. But, yeah, it's an actual thing. So there's a city. So like it's their metropolis. No, that Central City was that facility they were working at at the end. Oh, it's like the Avengers base. Yeah, it looks exactly it. like Avengers. Um, I don't know why they didn't get the Baxter building in the movie. That's so weird. Well, it was in there. I don't know why they didn't go back to it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And I mean, who cares? That movie's not... they're, they said that they're still going to plan on making a sequel. I don't see it happening. I think it might make $60 million. Might. The sequel or? No, the this movie. Oh. Because it only made so much... Um, yeah, I still stand by like it's a good start um, if it was a TV show. But I've been hearing a lot like just the worst, like there's worse movies out there than oh. that movie. Um, and yeah, yeah there is some a lot of unwarranted hate because it, it's fun to do, I guess. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's always a fun thing to do right now. It's um, yeah, I don't know why it has so much hate. There's actually a funny article on I think it was comic book resources today and it was. Uh, horrible movies that actually have higher like Rotten Tomato scores than Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and their header was all the Twilight movies. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and that's what you think of you know when I think of badly poorly made films I think of something like that yeah because I mean Fantastic Four might not be a great film but it's, I don't think it's like poorly made uh, I'd still watch it over the other Fantastic Four movies really yeah like the other, the other ones are so silly yeah I mean I just watched those ones recently and I was telling I, I think you were shooting 48 hours when we when I told James about them those ones just seem safe I mean there's no chances taken in them at all mm-hmm. it's Oh, here's the Fantastic Four. Here's Doctor Doom, and they fight. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, there's no and here's risk. Goofy powers. Yeah, you never think that they're in trouble. You know, even when Silver Surfer shows up and is vastly more powerful than they are, you know that they're going to be okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's those that uh, series of films' biggest problem because I think Chris Evans as Human Torch is really good, and I think Michael Chiklis as a Thing is really good. Yeah. And I think the thing looks better when he's just a dude in like a rock costume than a CGI with his orange dork hanging out. <laughs> you know, that was so weird. I still can't get over. It. He never wore pants. He's like Donald Duck. Yeah. He, he didn't have an orange dick, right? No, I'm just making that okay. up. I mean, it makes, he I didn't have know. a butt crack. I think it makes more sense than just wearing pants. Like why wouldn't you wear a shirt too? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. in the first Fantastic Four movie, they made suits where he could uh, uh, just stretch with you. And that's why when Johnny Storm wore them, they didn't catch on fire. They were designed to... Yeah, I just don't... Yeah, I guess it was just safe. But yeah, there's way worse movies. I mean, I've seen a movie called Creature. <laughs> and I would watch Fantastic Four 2015, 17 times before I watch that movie again. Yeah. Because that movie is shitty. Uh, so that comment was from who? That was from Henry. Oh, okay. Because we were debating, because I, I didn't I didn't know what Central City was. And I was. I was like, what the hell is Central City? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And he looked it up, and it is a Fantastic Four thing. It must be their secret lair. Yeah. When they're not at the Baxter building, which is a huge building in Manhattan, which sounds cooler than being out in the middle of nowhere. But, hey, what do we know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I, uh, here's the box office numbers. Show me the money! Totally called it this week. You guys are like, hey, man, if Uncle's gonna win. And I said, no, straight out of Compton. A crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube from the gang. It's, it's the N-word, so I don't know if I can say it. Oh, yeah, don't say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're saying that's gonna make about 50-something million this week. And... Man from Uncle might make thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. Oh. So Mission Impossible is tracking to be number two again. And yeah. Yeah. I underestimated the uh demand for the Your son's walking around with it like pulling up his pants. He's ready to whip out his dick, man. <laughs> it's like he wants to do the Buffalo Bill thing from the size <laughs> of Wales, but he can't because he's Goodbye horses. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, so next week we have Sinister Two opening. I think is the big movie. Really, uh, I can't remember what else is opening. Guess I should look before I make. I know a, we gotta make predictions. So I know before I say it it's before I say it's this uh, one. But yeah, I underestimated the popularity of the NWA biopic. Um, I don't know if you underestimated the popularity of it more so that it's a movie that appeals to young folk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so next week we have American Ultra, which is the Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart movie, 
Hitman, Agent 47. I can't believe that's another movie. You know, the only th- good thing about the first Hitman, did you see that one? Yeah. Is that Olga Bond chick Girl is naked in it. Yeah. Is she naked in it? Isn't she naked in it? Like remember. really like totally butt ass naked? Uh, apparently it wasn't memorable enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is. And that's the only thing I remember from that movie. And Sinister 2 is also the other big movie next week. Huh. Um, I don't know what I want to see. Yeah. Sinister oh. 2 is not even uh, directed by... It's not directed by Scott Derrickson, but he wrote it. Okay. And I think his cinematographer on the first one is the director of this one. So yeah. I want to see Sinister 2. I don't want to see American Ultra. Or, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing Sinister 2 is going to make... I'm going to say 15 million. Okay. Um, that might be a lot, but I'll go 10, 10. Yeah. What do you think is going to win next week? Uh, what were the choices again? American uh, Ultra, Sinister American 2. Ultra, Hitman 47, Agent 47 and Sinister 2. Well, I don't think any of those are going to take the title of the box office that week, but if you had to like compete with only those group, I'd mm-hmm. say Hitman. It is opening. Hitman's opening in the most theaters, which is yeah. thirty one hundred. Uh, they must have a lot of faith in it. I, I did see a red band trailer for it, and it's really violent, so it has that. But okay, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, probably straight out of Compton will be number one again next. You week. think so? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if it drops fifty percent, that's still like twenty six million. Yeah, followed by Mission Impossible again, and then yeah. probably Hitman. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what's happened at the Alamo this week? Oh, psh, so much shit, bro. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Chris Thurman's boss. I'm Ron Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft Time. Last time I saw you, I played it cool. Now someone's been I'm right telling you right up front. Burn off your cell phone. Don't talk. Don't text. Don't build a birdhouse. Don't be a bully artist. Quit asking your girlfriend what she had on her salad. Okay, is it your living room? Uh, you talk or text during the film, I will punch you. You can fly them to the yard and then go cut their tongue out. Have a good watch. Bye. All right, next week at Alamo, uh, the Alamo Kids Camp is How to Train Your Dragon 2. I was reading that the kids camp actually takes place at Sloan's Lake. Mm. And it's free, but they ask for a donation because they give money to some charity. Uh, Some life-saving kids charity bullshit. The Third Man, which I don't even know what that is. Is that like a... Is it a documentary? No, I think it's a... What's his name? Citizen Kane. Orson Welles? I think it's an Orson Welles movie. Is it really? Yeah. I don't remember. The Beer Dinner is Walk the Line, which is the Johnny Cash biopic. Walking Phoenix. Yep. And The Chin, also known as Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) It's with Black Shirt Brewing Company. Science Friction is Hacker's 20th anniversary screening. I, I never really liked that film, and it has never a seen it. it has like a cult following. I know it's one of Angelina Jolie's early movies. Where did the time go? Twenty years. I know, bro. I haven't seen it, <laughs> dude. Twenty years ago, though, I was in high school. 
So I'm coming up on my 20th high school reunion. That's so that golden never hosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't get. It. I got invited to the 15th. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not oh. going because I don't care. Mile High Sci-Fi versus Deep Blue Sea. Now I would go see Deep Blue Sea if there wasn't people there making fun of it because that movie's awesome. Um, the Boy is also going to be playing, which. The boy. The boy. I I saw a trailer for this. I'm trying to scratch my head. I I'm really bad for this week, but I can't remember exactly what the boy is. But it's one of those independent movies, so I won't see that shit. I imagine about it's about a uh, male person, <laughs> probably. And the dude bro party is Massacre Three with Greg Sesterio in person. Oh, from uh, the room. Oh, is that who that is? Greg Sesterio. He wrote the Disaster Artist, which is a recounting of the making of the room. Oh, so that so be fun. Ma- Massacre Three sounds like a cheesy slasher film, so I'm down. Or do you think it's Massacre Ill? I'm just kidding because <laughs> it's three oh like slashes. That was my horrible attempt at a joke. So make sure you pick up all your tickets at Alamo Drafthouse. Uh, I mean Drafthouse.com/slash/Denver, especially for stuff if you're interested in the beer dinners and things like that. They sell out really fast. Um. We'll go ahead and do some real news because it's a lot of news. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! And of course, by a lot of news, I really mean just uh, D23 news. Because I was looking, not very much news is happening this week. I There is a leaked photo, possibly, of what Spider-Man looks like, and I actually like the idea uh, at the beginning of Civil War, he kind of wears a hoodie and like a Goggles. mask. And uh, Tony Stark then gives him a Spider-Man costume. I think that's a cool way to tie him into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that makes sense that someone with access to... Because as much as I like the Tobey Maguire one, like mm-hmm. it is odd Like, how did he make that pristine suit by yeah. himself. Even so. the Andrew Garfield with the web shooters. Yeah. It makes more sense that Tony Stark would give him this stuff. So yeah. I think that's a cool idea. Um, the... The big news, actually, there's two really big news about Disney, what they're doing. Star Wars Land is a 14-acre expansion to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And basically, this has been rumored for a long time after they bought uh, Lucasfilms. And recently, it was just revealed that Disney bought a huge acreage of land across the street from Disneyland. And at Disney uh, Hollywood Studios, there's big rumors swirling that they were going to rename it and they were going to change what was presented there. Where they're still going to have their big attractions, the uh, Hollywood Horrors Hotel and the Aerosmith Roller Coaster, which is totally awesome. Um, But they closed like uh, Beauty and the Beast live on stage, which is a really popular one. And while I was waiting for you to come over, so they announced Star Wars Land... There's going to be a ride where you fly the Millennium Falcon. There's going to be a cantina. Um, so it's going to be really cool. That's really nice. cool. Um, so there should be a Death Star you can walk on. Yeah. They're, so they're basically doing exactly what everybody wants them to do. They're going to have a bunch of rides and going to have a whole world that's dedicated to Star Wars. Uh, they also unveiled plans for Avatar Land. which was you do a pod race thing. Oh, that would be sweet. You could just you, you could do it like Back to the Future of the ride and just have the pods and then have like oh, a 3D. Yeah, that would be. Or like, uh, have you read Soren? What at Disney World? It's like Soren. Yeah, it's like it's basically Back to the Future, but you get strapped in this 
like roller coaster and it takes you on a 3D adventure through California. Oh, the so, roller coaster should be a pod. Yeah, that would be. Oh, that'd be awesome. Sweet. And then 3D glasses. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Disney- I, I did the 3D King Kong and it was pretty decent. Yeah, uh, Disney should call us. <laughs> we got it. Um, but on your way over here, they're also so Hollywood Studios and Disneyland. So half of the Disneyland land they bought is going to be Star Wars. The other half is going to be Toy Story Land. So uh, at Walt Disney World, one of the most popular rides is Toy Story Mania. And now they're going to have a whole world devoted to Toy Story where it's going to have Slinky Roller Coaster. um, And it's also going to be a world, a ride where you go into Toy Story size. And so the world's going to have a bunch of giant things. So like Andy's room. Yeah, exactly. You're as big as all the toys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool that they're doing that. And I think that's a great idea because they're, this is probably one of their most popular franchises, and it'll be cute and fun. So they just announced that as well. And, uh, the Avatar Land they announced a while ago, Meh. but it's, I know it's part of their Animal Kingdom. So uh, Disney is really... It'd be cool if they have floating uh, mountain things, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I haven't seen Avatar since 2009, so... I'm surprised that with all that land buying, like they didn't do like an Avengers Land, because... Oh, there is a Marvel one, too. Oh. Yeah, I've, I was like, I, you got a Stark Tower. I know, I, I glanced over that. Let me see if I... I think I accidentally closed it. Oh, here it is. Uh, so they're blending Toy Story and Frozen. Um, so there's going to be an Alien Saucers attraction, a family-friendly roller coaster that's like Slinky the Dog. Oh, you know what would be a fun ride is for Toy Story Land? Is like you walk into the... Uh, those squishy alien things mm-hmm. from the claw. Oh, that would be cool. And like a claw comes down and picks you up and like pulls you up and then like it drops you. Basically oh, like the Tower of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... What, I, what, Disney Imagineers call us. I'm going right? to write my resume like right now. Send so they don't really say when these all are going to open, but I'm guessing it's going to be a couple years. Oh, yeah. You're um, looking at like a 10-year project. Yeah. So it'll be... Well, when does Toy Story 4 open? Two years? Two years? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they probably already have a lot of it planned. A lot of that ready. They'll probably. Yeah. Be... I'm guessing three to five years. Yeah. Um, where they'll open some of it and then they'll just start yeah. adding attractions to it as it goes along. But I mean, like, it probably won't be completely done. No. Across yeah. the board until like ten years from now. So yeah, so that's the that's the big news from there. Um, Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic the World, biggest movie of the year, biggest movie of the year, is now directing Star Wars Episode Nine. So oh. they have Gareth Edwards is doing eight, correct? No, isn't um he's doing the anthology, right? I thought Rogue he was, One is he doing Rogue One? Uh, or Looper. It, Ryan Johnson is doing. Oh, that's right. Ryan Johnson's doing eight. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. So episode nine when is that open? 2017. No, 2017 is episode eight. So it'd be 2020 is episode nine 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah. So that's a long ways away. Yeah. I guess not really when you think about it. Four years. And it probably takes a while. So he can make his next Jurassic Park and then go make that one. You know, see, hey, look. I don't think he's doing the next Jurassic Park. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he's just a producer. But see, you do a good job and you, Steven Spielberg likes you. Then you don't get shit canned like Josh Trank. Um, Orlando Bloom is coming back to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. He'll be in the new one, Dead Man Tell No Tells. Uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like his story was done in the first three, but I think he is actually uh, saying this might have been part of the element that was missing from the fourth one is Kira Knightley and him. 
because you can't have Jack Sparrow the focus. Sorry. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they could write new characters and put Jack or Jack Sparrow. You know, they in could the story, but that requires work, dude. Huh? That requires work. <laughs> and they just be lazy. Uh, they revealed the uh, s- the story for Toy Story Four, and it's Buzz and Woody go in search of Bo Beep, and it's supposed to be some romantic comedy because uh, Woody and Bo Beep are an item. Yeah. Uh, so that should be fun. Wow. That's one of those things where you know I trust those guys. I uh, we James glanced over this one last week, and I brought it up, and I forgot it during the show. But uh, Hansel and Gretel 2 is getting a sequel and has a new director. Um, uh, Bruno Avellane. A-V-E-I-L-L-A-N. Avellane? I don't know. I've never heard that name before. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's still happening. <laughs> that should be fun. Um, damn it. Keep on hitting the wrong fucking thing lousy ipad and that's pretty much it for the uh d23 uh shane black turned in his script for the new predator uh shane black is going to be directing it he wrote the first one and he also uh was a star in the first one he didn't write the first one uh, i'm pretty sure it's one of his uh wasn't his idea for a story no i like i have that script and his name's not on it <laughs> you have that script where'd you yeah. get the script just online when my dad was writing screenplays he uh you know, got a bunch of them, and uh, I kept that one. Oh, sweet! Is it? it it's like two dudes. Um, oh, that's right. John it's, and something. it's it's not him. It's um, I can't remember. It's brothers. Yeah, it's some brother team. Now I remember. But yeah, uh, he's. I guess they're doing it in a different way. And it's actually, the script is actually called Hunter. It's not Predator. Really? Yeah. So yeah, they've uh, they're working on the script with Fred uh, Decker. He's uh, oh, he directed RoboCop three. Yeah, and he he also directed the Monster Squad and wrote the Monster Squad. Uh, he's kind of a fun writer. He's not none of his things have been really big hits, but he's always has a lot of fun doing it. So that's cool. So hopefully that movie will. I think Shane Black is finishing his one movie. I forget what it's called. I'm sure it says in the article. Um, oh, the Nice Guys. So he's finishing the Nice Guys, and then he's working on Predator next, which is cool because he's a cool director, and I think it will be sweet. And hopefully, I want to see him go to like the Predator home planet or something. And yeah, I don't know. We don't. We don't need another movie where a team goes in (laughs) and gets slaughtered. Like, change it up. But uh, John Davis, the producer, said it's uh, exciting, different, and interesting. So I'm down for them trying something different because the character alone of Predator is cool. Yeah. So it doesn't. As long as you make the script around it cool, I'm down. I would like to see because it's in the future that Dutch. They can find they found the alien home planet and they send him to the planet to hunt him. That'd be uh, awesome. He's all, he's all like haggard and stuff. He's like missing. He's got an eye patch and stuff, and he's, oh, he's all hardcore. Sweet. And he has like a huge scar on he's his face. He's been in prison for like a long time for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, that'd be sweet. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is shooting Kindergarten Cop two right now. That's so weird. <laughs> it is, and you never heard about it. Uh, yep. So he's shooting that sequel. So that's. That's good. I'm guessing it's not coming out in theaters. <laughs> straight to DVD. <laughs> I'm just probably. going straight to DVD. Uh, so that was an interesting piece of news I read. It's one of those things where you recently they're making that movie. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the I just 
clicked up on Slash Film, and there's a breaking story. Disney's first Marvel ride is call, called the Iron Man Experience. So Score. Yeah. Start planning your trip. There you go. Um, sweet. Isn't there like an Iron Man decathlon that's not Marvel related? Yeah, it, it's hard. It's my brother does it. My brother's a crazy. No, I can. T- I know it's just saying they should rebrand. <laughs> they should <laughs> have have a Tony Stark thing. Yeah. So uh, that's movie news. I can't think of anything else that happened. Just a lot of Disney stuff. And since Disney basically controls everything that's cool, <laughs> it's fun. He's cute. I was. He picked a paper one. Yeah, no, whatever. I've given up. I don't fucking care anymore because it's just a pain in the ass. The only thing I could do is take him away and put him somewhere. And he always goes. I have, I think it's Simpsons season five is a red one. And he always grabs that one. And he loves that Scrubs. I think it's season five is orange. I don't know. It's Laura's. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's Laura's, so I don't care. Hey, hey, these are the movies you're going to get this week. I'll just take this. What are the kids getting? Bye bye, guys. Featuring Curious Jordy. <laughs> Interesting choice. Does the wife know you're looking into your options? Nothing really that cool is coming out this week. Uh, the Walt Disney Animation Studio Short Films Collection is coming out on Blu ray. And if you're thinking, oh, sweet, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and no, they're just releasing all their like recent theatrical ones. All those Pixar shorts, basically? Basically, and, uh, you know, Feast and Paper Man, um, which is fine, but I already have the Disney ones, and they come on the Disney Blu-rays anyways. <laughs> for those of you who hate the features and yeah. just like the shorts, there you this go. is the disc for you. And enjoy. Uh, Once Upon a Time, season four? That's on its fourth season already? Wow. Uh, Dress to Kill is a Brian De Palma film that is supposed to be really good. The thing is, is... A lot of horror people in the... Uh, have you ever seen it? No, I know it's a Criterion, and I heard that uh, the first pressing, they messed up. Hmm. So if you get a disc and it's messed up, uh, there's a hotline or an email you can call, and they'll send you a new disc. So Oh, wow, interesting. That happens sometimes. It happened to my Halloween box set. And yeah, I think there's like an audio issue. Like they just put the wrong track in or something. Hmm. Or it might have been visuals. I don't know. It's weird though. If you look at the new oh, it was it was like the uh, it was the visual transfer or something. The transfer is not good, hmm. and that's just some kind of error. But yeah, yeah. So you can get it, or you can just wait a week, and I'm sure they'll have it all fixed. The Halloween one was like a sync issue at the very end of Halloween four, and now it looks weird. The limited edition box set, uh, if you can find them, there's not very many left. But the reissued one, so all the Blu-rays are in black cases except for the fixed. Halloween four is red. It's really weird looking. So it's like letting you know, like, yeah, it's we, like we replaced this. We replaced this one. Um, but I've heard a lot of horror people complain because they say Dress to Kill is basically a slasher film, and Hollywood loves it because it was directed by Brian De Palma. And so it's, it's an art slasher. It's film. an artsy slasher film. Uh, I have never seen it. I might pick it up because, I mean, Blu-ray dot com gave Criterion. it. Criterion is probably really good. Yeah, Criterion uh, Blu-ray dot com gave it a really good review. Um, Hackers, the 20th anniversary is coming out and it's a shout factory. So it has like an hour and 20 long documentary on it. Uh, Blacklist season two. I know you like that, but I'm sure you'll wait to stream it. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Batman With, like, coming TV out. series. Like I don't get individual seasons anymore. Like yeah. it has to come out as a complete set. Cause I hate getting like weird, different packaging Yeah. as you go. So, and they do that now. Uh, 
Yeah, so Batman Beyond, or Batman Unlimited, Monster Mayhem. I know you'll pick that one up. This one's a really cool cover I talked about a couple weeks ago. It's called Burn Witch Burn. And it's just this witch who's on fire with this, like, falcon behind her. Um, There's another criterion called Day for Night. Um, Psycho Beach Party. The Seventh Dwarf, which looks like a really shitty animation movie. Uh, Nomads is a weird horror film that Scream Factory is releasing that's uh, a lot of people have been asking f- to get on. It's a documentary about the Sega Nomad? <laughs> yes, that people have been asking for a long time. I've never seen it, but it stars our good old uh, Pierce Bronson. I mean, yeah, Pierce Bronson, James Bond. Brosnan. Yep. Brosnan. Um, yeah, that is about it. But I'll scroll down just in case something sneaks, sneaks through the cracks. There's some cool stuff that's like not coming out next week, but just like in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, there's a good Mad Men set. Uh, there's a Nakatomi Tower. Oh, set yeah, for that's Die awesome. Hard. Yeah. How many times they re release that Die Hard series, though? I'm pretty sure it's like five or six of them. Uh, Which people must be buying a lot of to, for them to. Yeah, I got. Keep I think them. I got the 25th anniversary one yeah. because it was used at Tradesmart. And when I was reading the reviews of it, they said, oh, you shouldn't have got that one because it only has the movie only of the fifth movie. And guess what one I've never watched in that set? The fifth one? The fifth one. That's like, I like that set because that's the only way I'd ever buy the fifth one is if it was packaged with the other ones. Yeah, because I don't I don't care about special features on it. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really else unless you want NCIS. It sucks. And I don't, know how, no, I don't necessarily need to know how it sucked. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's really about it. Not a very exciting week. Did you you did the pre order for Mad Max at Best Buy right Steelbook? <laughs> so weeks ago I pre ordered it at mm-hmm. like twenty nine ninety nine, and then last weekend or last week they had their like weekly deals and it was only nineteen ninety nine if you pre ordered. I was like, what the fuck? So I canceled that one and then re <laughs> nice. reserved the nineteen ninety nine one. I got the three D one because I'm starting to get. Uh, so you're not getting the Steelbook. It it still comes with a special case though. Okay. Well, it's probably that lenticular. Yeah, I don't know what it I'd is. I'd rather have a Steelbook. Um, but the Steelbook's only the Blu-ray and the DVD. Oh, is it? Yeah. Damn. Um, but the reason I do that now is because uh, if it's a movie I really, really like, I know eventually I'll probably have a 3D something. And yeah. my, actually, my in-laws have a 4K Sony Ultra HD 3D TV. So uh, I'm going to start watching some movies over there. Like, I like that movie so much. If it did come in a... Like, I would have got the 3D version if it was still in the Steelbook, but the Steelbook trumped the 3D for me. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. And whatever. You know, because yeah. like I said, eventually, because I, I like the movie in 3D, so. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron has a, has two Steelbooks. There's, like really? a, there's a Vision one and a Ultron one. So look out for that. Hmm. I don't know. I already pre-ordered on Amazon. Do they look really cool? Because, I mean, the standard... Well, it's like box art looks okay. It's the A, but it's in mm-hmm. the theme of those characters. So, oh, like, okay. So the Ultron one's like robotic, and like you probably there's I think there's a poster of it. So it's like robotic and red and silver, mm-hmm. and then the Vision one's like purple and silver. And oh, cool. Green, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna get the because the other Avengers one that I have is just the standard slipcover one. Mm-hmm. So just get them to match. I'm gonna because apparently there was a steel book of the first one somewhere, probably Walmart. Probably. Which I never check. Um, but I want them to match, so I'll have to skip that one. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be able to find it. So you're looking for a still book of the first Avengers? Not really. I mean, if I see it, I'll you know, if I'll it, get it for you. If I, I would have gotten it when it came out, but now that's like a couple years later, I'm probably just going to stick with it. I'm trying not to get so many discs anymore because it's take up space. Yeah. So yeah. what do you just 
I just get you, the movies that I really love. Oh, or yeah, me too. Or if they're like unique and like they'll be hard to find later, like an indie film, mm-hmm. like those disappear from the shelves really fast. So, yeah, I've started. I mean, I'm still getting discs, but I'm doing like, like since I'm doing the comic book thing now, I wait till they're like three bucks. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, I got the Green Hornet and the Spirit for last week for five thirty-two. I think that's whatever, because <laughs> even you know if I rent them on Amazon, it's like three bucks to rent them. So whatever, I'll own them. I've never seen the Spirit. I've never seen the Green Hornet. I heard the Green Hornet's not bad. I heard the Spirit's horrible. So uh, yeah, I fell asleep during the Spirit, and the Green Hornet is actually kind of fun. Cool. It's... So hey, two out of three, I'll take it. Um, this is a comic book you should read. Come on, you fuckers! Think that just because a guy reads comics, he can't start some shit? So I know I. I do this all the time, but uh, there's a Spider-Man limited series called Renew Your Vows, and right now in Marvel, it's Secret Wars is happening, and... Uh, He's just playing with a knife. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and during Secret Wars, what happened is the wor- Ultimate World and the Marvel proper collided, so now what happened is people don't remember what happened before, and it made it alternate realities for everybody, and in Spider-Man, Spider-Man is remarried... And he has, I mean, he's married again to Mary Jane and they have their kid and he's given up being Spider-Man because he realizes it's more important to keep his daughter safe. And in his world, there's a new villain called Regent who is tracking down like superheroes and killing them. So it's not worth it for Spider-Man for him to fight. And so in the latest issue, you find that the reason Regent is hunting down superheroes and killing them is he's using their DNA to make him more powerful. So Regent is a super powerful uh, meta-human because he's basically has, you know, I don't know, Thor strength and all this stuff. And so when kids are being picked on at school and there's word that there's a superhuman at school, Peter's worried that his daughter, Annie, is the one who's causing the disturbance. He runs there and it turns out it's these other kids. So then there's a screening happening at the school and the screening is they're going to find out who the parents are. So Regent can find him because he found out Spider-Man is back. So it's this really cool comic where Spider-Man is trying to hide who he is. And the guards at this, the people at the school that are uh, the enforcers are actually the sinister six. So it's a huge fight between Spider-Man and the sinister six. And the story is just really cool. And it's what I love about it is it shows that Peter Parker can be married and still have cool Spider-Man stories. That was Marvel's big thing when they changed everything about Spider-Man is no one likes him married. You know, it makes him too old. But he's been around for almost 70 years. You know, they eventually grow up. And it's a fun story by Dan Slott. Andy Kubert's drawing it, and his art is really amazing. Yeah. Um, he did some Batman. That was great. Oh, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a really great artist. And he he's the kind of artist who really only does, like, miniseries. He doesn't do monthly books. And I'm guessing because... His art so detailed, and it takes him so long yeah. that it might be too hard. He's like Jim Lee. Jim Lee can't do monthly books either. Um, so yeah, it's really fun. So you should pick up Spider Man: Renew Your Vows. The first one you probably can't find. Uh, the second one, when I was there, there's at Colorado Coins, Scars and Comics. There's like two issues, and then the third one I got a week and a half late, and there was only a few issues left too. So it's a really popular series. Um, Did I read a rumor somewhere that Craven's the rumored yeah. villain for the Spider Man movie? Yep. Okay. Which I don't know if it fits the, th- the th- the. Uh, it's be weird, like an old hunter trying to kill a child. Basically. Yeah, it's a, I was reading that, and I take it with a grain of salt because I don't know how he fits into the tone of the movie. Because they're trying to make like a John Hughes kind of fun Spider-Man movie, 
I don't know if Craven the Hunter really fits into it. I think someone like the Vulture would fit into it. Um, I still think a Spider Slayer story would be cool, where J. Jonah Jameson doesn't like Spider-Man and he hires a uh, scientist to build robots to fight Spider-Man, I think would be cool. Why would Jameson want to like hurt Spider-Man? Like- because he, he, he seems like he'd more like just like he would like to ruin his name. No, he believes Spider-Man is a menace. Right. So he if, like, does and, he want to kill him? Well, yeah. In the early issues of Spider-Man, he did. Oh. So yeah, he hired. He, I mean, that's how the Spider Slayer started. There. That escalated quickly. Spencer Smythe <laughs> was hired by Jonah Jameson to kill Spider-Man, and that's how the Scorpion came about. Is J. Jonah Jameson paid to have the Scorpion suit made and put on by Mac Rogan, and he, uh, yep. So J. Jonah Jameson is not a good guy. Hmm. Um, so I think that'd be an interesting story. Um, or I even like the chameleon would be cool. Someone who can change their face, make it a spy thriller. Oh, no, I don't care. I like Spider-Man. I'll see it. I only have to wait a year and a half. <laughs> is it a year and a half? Yeah, about a year and a half. No, longer than that. It's July, I think, 2017. So 20 months, 23 months. Cool. Whatever. I'm down. Cool, this is the stuff we watched this week. Are either one of these any good? Sir? What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Brad, you're so busy and you didn't really pay attention, but what you watch this week? Uh, I watched all the 48-hour films, and I don't remember most of them, so <laughs> just moving on. Moving on. Uh, I watched a few things. No, I... I, I oh. No, just moving I th- on from the 48. I thought you were just being... <laughs> I thought you were being serious. All right, go ahead. Uh, I watched Watchmen for the first time since the theater. Nice. And I think that movie's fine. Yeah. I mean, the I've never really fully read the complete graphic novel. Like, yeah. I've glanced at it and stuff. Uh, so there's not, like, that pre- I think people hold that to high regard. Yeah. It's, you know, it's um, it's a good graphic novel, but it's whatever. And I imagine when they tell me, like, oh, there's supposed to be, like, a giant squid that wrecks the city. Yeah, it's stupid. And if I saw that in the movie, I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. This makes way more sense. Yeah, uh, I, I think the movie's actually pretty good. And it's funny, like, after watching the Fantastic Four, like, there's not, it's, it's kind of got a similar tone where there's not really, like, a big climactic fight. No. Um, it's just, like, those characters hang out, be all angsty, uh, uh, Silk Spectre and the Owl fight some goons in an alley, and then that's about it. Like, they get to the end with, uh... And what's that actress's name? Malin Ackerman? Malin Ackerman. She's, uh, naked in it. Yeah. She's naked in almost all her movies. Although, That's why I love her. I don't know. That, that Hallelujah song is weird. Like, I get I get the joke, but um, it's just not that interesting. Uh, but then what's his name? Uh, Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. Like, they pretty much just talk. Yeah. And they throw a couple punches. Uh, yep. Which is actually weird that they just fight even a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I think it's a... Actually, like, I think it's a pretty good movie, honestly. Yeah. If there's going to be an adaptation of that movie, that's probably the best you're gonna get oh yeah because i the thing is is everyone loves watchmen it takes a long time to read because it's every page is nine panels and every page is just full of dialogue i'd much rather just watch the movie yeah and they're all like square yeah same size square panels exactly yeah it's like it's like reading the sunday funnies <laughs> it is totally it's just really depressing. the art's really great but yeah you but know it's just not that dynamic no the, the v for vendetta is like that too yeah i agree yeah, same guy uh, and then I watched the Rambo movies. Nice. Because after Rocky, I was yeah. like, I haven't seen Rambo 2 in a while. No, it's funny. I 
I was at Tradesmart and they had like three of the Rockies used, but they didn't have the other ones. I'm, like, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna get them all because I feel like watching. Well, they have an undisputed collection, so you should just wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it has all six. Yeah. Because I feel like I wish it, it wasn't just like a plastic case. Yeah. Um, you could do some like really. Well, nice they've really gotten art. away from making cases cool. Yeah. Because people are streaming too much. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Uh, obviously, First Blood is. Like a good story, mm-hmm. but two is pretty much like two is. I think one of the greatest action films ever. It's pretty yeah. It's, if you just look at a pure action film, pure action, yeah. Like he goes in, he rescues the PO, uh, POWs and gets out. And they try to do this thing with like the female agent or something there. Yeah. Um, but how many people do you think he kills in that movie? Uh, not as much as he kills in the fourth one. <laughs> like he pretty much kills everyone I love in Rambo, the Burman though. Army. I think that's a badass movie. Oh yeah. Is oh, awesome too? oh yeah, that movie is awesome. That's uh, that's one of uh, when I when that blockbuster up the street went out of business. They had that one on Blu-ray for two bucks. It's like sweet. <laughs> yep, somebody has an opinion. Yeah, he wants to make <laughs> Rambo cough. Uh, and then three, uh, his buddy Richard Crenna gets captured. After they ask him to like do the mission, he's like, "No, I'm done with this. It's got to end sometime." And then yep. Kurtwood Smith is like, "Okay," and then <laughs> kind of gets captured and he comes back. His and he just walks up to him again, like a scene later. Yeah, he got captured. Uh, I just thought you should know. And Rambo's like, "Put me in." <laughs> yeah. And then the f- most hilarious part is when there's like the big. So he trains like it's a. It takes place in Afghanistan because the Russians are like taking over Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is 1989, I think. Yeah, when we were friends with him. Yeah. Um, so, the the bad guy for the Russians basically has like his own private chopper with like missiles and stuff, and then Rambo commandeers a tank, uh, <laughs> and then charges the tank at the chopper, and then the way it's edited, like the two things just slam against each other and just just halt, like freeze, and then just drop to the ground and get set on fire. Is like the weirdest. We're just like stop motiony. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen effect. it in a long time. I remember at the end it says dedicated to the brave men of Afghanistan. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and there's there's actually this cool part where he fights like the main Russian like henchman guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they climb out of this cavern and they do this fight and Rambo wraps a rope around the guy's neck and then they, that guy falls back down into the cavern. So he gets hung, snaps his neck, and then before he went in, Rambo pulled a grenade pin off of him. So after the guy breaks his neck, falling down the hole again, he explodes. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome because, you know, the, the Rambo series is really interesting. Yeah, because the, the first one... The first like, one is like a legitimate drama about a guy who is has PTSD yeah. coming back from Vietnam. And, and uh, then it kind of changed him into a hero. And he doesn't really kill anybody. He kills like, one people, guy, I think. Because well, he, he, he falls out of the helicopter or something. No, he throws a rock at the helicopter. And because that guy is an idiot and didn't buckle up, he just right. fell out. So it's not really Rambo's. That's right. Man, and that movie's he, really good, though. And he sets up those booby traps. But like people just get stabbed or wounded and stuff. That movie is really good, though. That's oh, yeah. a good movie. That is a really, yeah, that's a good script right there. Yeah. Um, good story. And then the other two are just straight up action movies. And then yep. th- the fourth one is a blend of the... I think the first one and the second one. Yeah, it tries to deal with like his retirement, I guess. Like he doesn't want to kill anymore. He mm-hmm. just wants to live his life like and he doesn't want any attention, but he gets thrust into the situation where 
He's the man for the job. So. Yep. Yeah, I really. I think the first one and the third, uh, first one and the fourth one are my favorites. Yeah. And then after like I don't know half an hour of that setup, it's all killing. Yep, it's brutal and graphic. brutal. Yeah, uh, I remember those dudes are like blown in half as they're running up the, yeah. the mountain or the hill or something. Uh, maybe I'll watch that tonight. I love that movie. Oh, and there's I forgot. I think in Rambo three, he's like he's building. Uh, I think he's in Thailand, so he's building like this. He's helping build this temple, and I don't remember like Rambo swearing at all but like when they ask him to do something and he declines he's like fuck off <laughs> i don't know that's not as funny i don't yeah. remember rambo being like i guess he doesn't really bombs and stuff yeah uh if you want to see a great parody of it hot shots part duh uh yeah. this the same guy is comes in to get topper harley and yeah it's basically just a rambo parody yeah so uh yeah i think that's it for me i think i saw something on netflix but Yeah. What did you watch? Uh, I, I saw a movie I've never seen for my comic book movie binge, and I watched Jonah Hex. Uh, have you seen that film? Uh, I did. I don't know if I saw all of it. It's here. There's a good movie in there. There is. There's tons of great actors in it. Uh, Michael Fassbender's in it. Uh, John Malkovich is the bad guy. Josh Brolin is in it. Uh yeah, there's a lot of great actors in this film. It's poorly edited, though. There's a. Well, I'll tell you what the movie's about. It's about a Civil War uh, veteran who. Confederate Union? Confederate Union, yeah. And both? he. Yeah. Well, He's yeah. on both sides? Well, no. I'm just saying Civil War, because you can be a Civil War veteran and be for the Confederate. But they don't specify that he was. He was a Confederate. He was Confederate. Okay. So he abandons his post and it leads to the death of Trumbull's son who's like the main bad guy in it and so when he tries to retire they go to his house and he has a native american wife and they chain jonah hex outside and they set the his house on fire with his wife and son inside and then they brand his face with quentin turnbull's uh qt and then he doesn't like it so he carves it off his face so now he's this like scarred hitman or i guess bounty hunter and it i mean it starts off really cool it has those Is scenes he like infused with magic or something yeah because he almost died and now he has this power to talk to dead people and that's what i mean it's like poorly edited the movie is 81 minutes long with credits <laughs> so i think it's 76 minutes i was looking at the the display it's 76 minutes from when the movie starts to when the credits roll so that's not very much time and to case in point, so they have this and they don't really explain how he got that power. He does this like voiceover where he says, now I'm able to walk through both sides and see what it's like. And okay, cool. I mean, that's fine. And Megan Fox is in it. And I don't know why <laughs> she plays some hooker. It's at that point. I, when that movie came out, 2010, 2011. So it's at the point where Megan Fox is just hot. I mean, she's going to be in stuff because she's hot. And in this, I'm not joking, this film is so poorly edited that she'll go away for like 20 minutes and then they'll have a scene with her in the bedroom where this guy's trying to, you know, make him her wife or something, his wife, and she shoots and kills him. And then it cuts back to Jonah Hex's story. And then Jonah Hex is going, he's trying. Meanwhile, Megan Fox. Exactly. Now back to our story. (laughs) Remember when Jonah Hex was crossing the plains? Now back to this daring adventure. So 
it cuts back to him and he's going to some like bare knuckle fighting place and inside this bare knuckle fighting place is a guy called snake man and obviously has some sort of like superpower because he can make his jaw go really long he slashes people and just before everything's about to happen uh jonah hex sees some guy that he's trying to get information where term trumbull trumbull i forget his name is at and he he goes to see him and he says me and you have business and then it cuts to the pit fight and the serpent guy's jaw opens like the bad guys from i am legend where they're just really wide and i'm not joking brad this is how this movie cuts so he's like we have business to attend to and it cuts to the pit fight and then it cuts to outside where jonah hex is with somebody totally different and he punches him and he leaves so they don't tell you anything i'm not i think they cut maybe 30 minutes out of this movie was it the snake pit (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but that's what i mean like the movie looks cool uh i think all the actors are pretty cool in it but they it cuts at really weird parts and almost like they were going to make a rated r movie and then they decided it's going to be pg-13 and so they cut out 20 minutes of it stuff you'll never see because the the blu-ray actually has a pretty cool documentary that's only i don't know 15 minutes long about the jonah hex comic character and then really nothing else so there's, I want to say there's 20 minutes missing from this film. So it's all right. It's not as bad as people make you believe, but it's not good. And it's just poorly edited. It's, I don't know if they're, the movie story didn't work and they had to do pickups and they're just trying to fix it. I don't know. There's no commentary, so I couldn't tell you. Um, so whatever. It's, you can watch it. I, I got it part of like a four film favorite comic book collection where it has like the losers and that oh. and history of violence thrown in there so all right i'll get it because then i don't have to buy jonah hex separately um uh the other film i watched watch kindergarten cop on blu-ray only has a trailer uh that movie's still really funny though um on john claude we were joking around that uh cougar's character was like that oh he looks like that guy he does yeah (laughs) you take my son from me kimball he does look like his guy does look like that exactly that's awesome (laughs) Uh oh. Son's throwing a fit. Kellen! What are you doing? He's just playing with his toys. I can hear him. He loves going back and forth. Like, he'll come out with a new toy. Look. What you got there, buddy? Oh, he's playing with a bag. Yeah. That's safe. No, nah, it's. I think it's his washcloth bag. Um, I'm just going to put this over my head for fun. Yeah, so it's. Uh, that movie is kind of like hokey, but it works so well because Arnold Schwarzenegger is so good in it. Yeah. When he, uh, one of my favorite moments is this really throwaway joke where his first class, he walks in and he sits down on the piano and it makes, you know, a noise and the kids laugh and he goes, ha 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 ha, quiet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really funny. And just seeing him interact with the kids and the story doesn't make any sense. So when he shows up, the principal says, you know, I had to tell a 23 year vet of the kindergarten class that she had to take a vacation for blah 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 and then at the end he decides he doesn't want to be a cop anymore and he gets that job anyway so they just fired that one lady and let schwarzenegger (laughs) take the job yeah so awkward (laughs) yeah Uh, we replaced you with this guy we like john kimball more yeah Uh, but the movie's silly and it's fun and just seeing schwarzenegger interact with the kids is funny uh, there's lots of continuity errors that I'd never picked up before. And I think maybe because it was in Blu-ray that I noticed. Uh, so 
his first day, he's wearing this corduroy uh, jacket, and he and he's doing all this goofy stuff. And then when it cuts through the montage of the kids being silly, his like jacket constantly is changing. So yeah, there's that too. Hmm. But it's still a funny film. I I can watch it all the time. Um, I I watched the documentary I Am Chris Farley, which is is really good. Um, it has all his celebrity friends just talk about how funny he was and stories about him. And they touch on the sad stuff because you have to because of what happened to him. But a lot of it, it, it's more of like a fun documentary where they talk about silly stories where at Saturday Night Live, Chris Farley never wrote any scripts and he always asked other people to write scripts for him. So he shared an office with David Spade and Adam Sandler and Chris Rock's offices right next door and they'd always have to walk through Farley and Spade's office to get there and he'd always say, hey, hey, do you guys write anything for me? <laughs> and, uh, and he was so good that everyone just wrote stuff for him and he never wrote any of his scripts and David Spade was telling this story and he said, you know what, Chris, I'm tired of writing your scripts. Write your own one. And he's like, I'm just not any good. He's like, I don't fucking care. Write your own one. And so Farley turned into script called Puppy Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and the name alone sounds funny. And David Spade said it was horrible, but he was so excited about it that it was just cool that he wrote one. And uh, he told the story about how Fat Guy in a Little Coat came about is from Saturday Night Live. He'd always say, do you write me anything today? Do you write me anything? And he's like, no, I'm busy writing. And he'd say, David, turn around. He's like, no, I'm not going to turn around. If it, he's like, David, no, it's funny. He's, it's a, he's, he's a, it better not be Fat Guy in a Little Coat because it's stupid. No, turn around, David. It's not Fat Guy in a Little Coat. <laughs> Hi, buddy. And then he'd turn around and be like, fat guy in a little coat, fat guy in a little coat. And that how it made it into Tommy Boy. Uh, so it's a really cute documentary, and it's really fun. And you can get it on Amazon. I think it's like ten ninety nine for the Blu-ray. Um, I recommend it. It's just fun seeing all these people talk about him. And you see some skits I don't even remember. There's this one where he's called Dante, and he's this gay fashion designer. <laughs> <laughs> he has this mustache. And... Uh, Adam Sandler uh, is this FedEx guy, and he comes in, and he says, and I guess Chris Farley's goal was to make people laugh and break character every sketch. So Sandler came in, and he says, I need you to sign for this. And he's like, fine, I'll sign for this. And he's like scribbling and scratching the paper. And he's like, now make like a tree and leaf. And it's just so stupid. Um, so funny stories like that. Uh, the best story about that is they were filming Tommy Boy. And so he ah, so he couldn't be on Saturday Night Live as much. So he'd maybe have one or two skits a week. And when Tommy Boy was just about to be wrapped and he flew back to do Saturday Night Live, he found out he only had one line the whole, the whole show. And it was a skit called Pepper Boy, which was just for Adam Sandler. And it's Adam Sandler and Dana Carvey. And it's just like, you don't have to know how much pepper to put on. It's really stupid and silly and funny. And Chris Farley only had saying his line was like you uh, in the script. It was you. That was a perfect amount of pepper. And so they're telling he's like, and Farley, he just he just won't let it go. He says, I'll make everybody laugh. And no one believed him. And so they cut to the uh, the skit. And Farley is sitting there with the stupidest, fakest looking beard. And you can even <laughs> see like the strings going around his head. <laughs> so. So Sandler puts on the pepper and he's like, well, I gotta tell you, that's the best perfect amount of pepper I've ever had. 
It's so stupid. And you can, the beard looks so ridiculous on him. It's brilliant. And when you watch stuff like that and laugh so hard, and then you just realize what a talent he was. And I don't know uh, if it was you who were saying it, but like I never really pieced it together. Like His career was maybe like four or five yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. From 1990 to 1995, really. And then he was... He was on so, Saturday Live in the early from, 90s? Yeah, from 90 to 94, I think. Oh, wow. But he was suspended for a year because he was so fucked up. And when he came back and was sober, that's when he did Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. And he was sober during those movies. And Beverly I think Hills Ninja? Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja is actually when he started falling off again. Yeah. And they invited him back on Saturday Night Live in hopes that him being there would maybe clean him up. And then he died like two months later. So uh, it, it's pretty sad. Uh, but he was a great talent and he was, and he was really funny. Um, so it, it was, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And that's what I watched this week. Cool. Battery's getting low. So cool. I think we only have one thing left though, right? And now our feature presentation. We both saw man from uncle this week. Do you want me to do cop car first or should I do man from uncle? Uh, let's see what your son wants to do. Yeah, he's all right. He's just. Uh, let's do a man for uncle last cool. so we can wrap it cool. up together. So uh, this week I went and saw Cop Car starring Kevin Bacon and directed by John Watts, who's doing the new Spider-Man film. And should people go see Cop Car? Hmm. This is a hard movie to recommend because the movie's good. Maybe I'll leave it at that. The movie's good. Here's a trailer for Cop Car. Do you think they've gone? 50 miles? If we're almost to the woods. Get down! What? The cop car. There's no one in there. No way. Oh. Try this one! Awesome! What if someone sees us? We'll just tell them we're cops. Good idea. This is our cop car! This is our cop car! See how fast we can go. I know where to find you. Are you okay? You don't steal a cop car. What do you say we get you home safe? So Cop Car is a good movie. It is. But it's not for everybody. But it's not for everybody. Um, It starts really fun. And the movie's only like an hour and 20 minutes long. It's really short. Uh, It starts really funny. It's these two kids, and they're just walking. It takes place in Colorado. 
and they're walking through this like field and this one kid says pussy and the other kid says pussy and so basically they're just saying curse words all over and uh they're you find out that they're running away from home and the one kid stole a slim jim from his uh took a slim jim so they can only have two centimeters of slim jim uh a day and because they only have one slim jim while they're running away uh and they're just walking through like this basically it takes place in fountain colorado so kind of like mountains and plains and so they get to this like little like dry creek and there's a cop car there and they decide to play in it and they find that there's keys in it and they turn it on and drive it away and it's really cute because it kind of starts as like this cute little kid adventure beginning and the one kid says, wait, do you know how to drive? He says, I've played Mario Kart. <laughs> so he starts it and they start going and they're driving all over the place. And um, and then it cuts to what happened, how the cop car got there. And it's Kevin Bacon. And he pulls a dead guy out of the trunk. And he drops him into a well. And he, as he comes back, because there's another body in there, the cop's not there. The car's not there anymore. And so uh. he's freaking out. And... Uh, you know, he calls dispatch, says, hey, has anything weird come on? And they said, no. He said, well, you know, call me on my phone because uh, my radio's acting goofy. So it's him trying to get back the cop car from these kids. And he doesn't know where they're at. And the kids are pulling, like, the guns out and trying to use them. And, uh, <laughs> and the one kid puts on a bulletproof vest. And he says, okay, remember to shoot me in the vest. <laughs> and they can't figure out how the guns work. Uh, and then eventually, I-, I won't spoil it, but eventually Kevin Bacon does find out where they're at. And he's a bad cop. He's like he has drugs and things like that. So it's uh, my guess is the dead guy was maybe a drug deal that went bad, or he's you know moving drugs through town. And the movie is shot really cool. The director's really good. He obviously doesn't have a big budget, um, and it seems because Kevin Bacon he's an executive producer too. So maybe Kevin Bacon helped him get the movie made. Um, but he does some really cool shots in it without very much money. Uh, there's a part where the kids are trapped in the back, and he's moving the camera between the two of them and it looks really cool. Um, there's a standoff in it that's shot really well. Uh, yeah, I, I can see why they picked him because the dramatic scenes are really good. Um, I don't know if it's for everybody simply because when you don't have the involvement of studios, you don't have to follow a structured storyline. So you don't have to have a middle beginning end. Uh, there is kind of a climax to it, uh, but the movie ends really abruptly, and you, there's really no resolution to the film. So I think that's why some people have a problem with it, and I don't know if I can say it's for everybody. The performances are really good. The kids are really cute and good in it. Um, Kevin Bacon's great in it. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking for a different kind of film, a one that you, I've never seen before, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out because um, it's different. And like I said, it, it it leaves questions. It doesn't answer everything. Um, it doesn't tell you exactly what Kevin Bacon's doing. It doesn't tell you why he killed people. It, basically, this movie takes place over like four hours. Yeah. So it doesn't have to tell you everything. No, that's what I mean. So structurally, it might not work for everybody. But just know that the performances are good. The movie's really well made. Um, and also, too, as I was going through, uh, we interviewed the special effects people on it, that Midian. Yeah. They did the special effects on that. So Monster Media and Effects. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool that they use Colorado people and I wished I didn't know John Watts was in town cuz then I could play that up too. Yeah. So, good for them and good for John Watts. So yeah, go see it. I, I think you should see it. Cool. 
Um, we both went and saw Man from Uncle. Brad, should people go see Man from Uncle? Uh, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's good. It's not. It's, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Like I, it's Guy Ritchie, so the movie's really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, the it, dialogue's witty, and it has a really cool like 1960s feel to it. Mm-hmm. Even um, Henry Cavill's character uh, sounds like he's out of the 60s. Uh, here's a trailer for Man from Uncle. You told me this was going to be a simple extraction. They were waiting for me. What was waiting for me was barely human. It tore the back off my car. Grow a spine, Solo. This is the most dangerous time in our history. We recently discovered an international criminal organization with an atom bomb. We have no choice but to work together on this. America teaming up with Russia. That doesn't sound very friendly. We'll leave you two to get acquainted. I'll let you tag along, but it's in and out, no mess, and we both forget about in the morning. This is not the Russian way. You ought to investigate Victoria Vinciguerra. They will send an army to stop us. We must give them an appropriate welcome. It's better for the mission that we get to know each other a little bit more intimately. What does that mean? It means I like my woman strong. So you want to wrestle? I did not say that. Hold on, cowboy! For a special agent, you're not having a very special day, are you? So sorry, I can't stay to finish you off myself. Your tracker is not sending a signal. Do you want to check it? Be my guest. What are you doing down there? Trying not to get lost. I'll turn it on now. Let's finish this. Things could get a little messy. Absolutely head working with you, Farrell. You're a terrible spy, cowboy. And you have a new code name. Code name? Uncle. I mean, the trailer pretty much lays it out. America and Russia have to work together during the Cold War. And, of course, that's a big, you know, like, taboo and they don't like each other. Um, and I thought the beginning was really cool where, you know, they're basically trying going after the same girl and they're trying to outsmart each other. And, you know, like... <laughs> Army Hammer's character ripped the trunk off the car and yeah. stuff. And he's like some Superman. Yeah, uh, I've never. I don't remember the original show. I think I've seen a couple episodes. But, I've never seen anything for that show. Yeah, um, but I think aesthetically it looked really cool. Um, I thought obviously Guy Ritchie makes really cool movies, anyways. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was fun. Like I, I had it went by really fast. Yeah, the real highlight of it is just watching those two characters like mentally spar against each other mm-hmm. um and have to work together even though they don't like each other and then you know has a great twist when um their bosses tell them to like turn on each other again basically You're yeah like, because well, what are they going to do about that now because it's great because it also plays up the cold war um paranoia uh-huh. where oh the americans are bad oh the russians are bad um 
And it's hard to think, you know, that there used to be a wall that divided Berlin. And, I mean, it, didn't, it came down, what, 30-something years ago? So it's... When you, it, it, so I love the aesthetic of the film. Yeah. Uh, it was shot really well. I think Guy Ritchie always has, like, tons of energy in his films. Some creative yeah. things going on. Because, uh, yeah, I liked his uh, panel stuff that he was doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the when montages they were, with the panels? Yeah, yeah. I loved the... When they were looking through, like, night vision... Good God. Give me attention. <laughs> I love when they're looking through night vision because it was like, uh, it looked like 60s. You know, it was all red and the music was cool. And yeah, and it's just a clever film. I mean, it's something as simple as they're picking out outfits for that girl was yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always have to match, cowboy. <laughs> I love, too, that the American played the Russian, and the two British actors were American. Americans, yeah. Um, Jared Harris and Henry Cavell, and... Um, yeah, so... You know, it's, it's weird. It's like, those, that panel stuff was so much fun, and yet none of the Marvel movies do that. I know. You I wonder... That, like, that'd be a great I think Richie would movies. make a cool Marvel movie. Yeah. What, what else? What are the characters that have they not put a release date on that he'd probably be good for? Mm, that's a good question. What would Guy Ritchie do well? Give him Fantastic Four. Yeah, he'd probably make a cool Fantastic Four. Of course, it'd be Vinnie Jones, Jason Statham. (laughs) That would be sweet. Vinnie Jones is a thing. Oi, get me out of these fucking rocks. (laughs) Stealth English accents. So Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm Reed Richards. (laughs) I'm Reed Richards. And I'm the thing. I'll solve your problem, thing. (laughs) But I need to know if you're wearing a wire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just think his movies are cool. I, do, I don't think I've ever watched a Guy Ritchie film and not been entertained. But I haven't seen that one he made with Madonna, so maybe yeah. I don't know all of them. But for the most part, I think he makes cool movies. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I really have nothing bad to say about the film. I had fun watching it the whole time. That, probably the only thing is, uh, for me, is just the overall story of like trying to track down a nuclear device. Yeah, I mean, but to me, that's like 60s spy stuff anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's all the stuff that happens in between that's... A yeah, lot of fun. And then yeah, how, but, they, how they one up the woman at the end is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is pretty cool. And I also, I, I love how cool, like, his character is, uh, Napoleon Solo, when he realizes his, like, drink is, is the laced. character's name in the series? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just feels like someone like like Napoleon Dynamite and Han Solo or something. <laughs> yeah. So God! <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I need to get those nuclear weapons. <laughs> But I oh, love speaking it. of which, uh, Mission Impossible, like people were talking about it, about how weird the villain, like he has that like, nip, that like hissy voice, mm-hmm. um, and it just reminded me of Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I was you... watching Hot Babes on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come um... on, Ethan. <laughs> come on, Ethan. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like you know when his character is drugged with the scotch. And he starts fixing, like, a bed so he can lay down. Because <laughs> he's used to yeah. getting poisoned. Yeah. Or, you know, I think the biggest Guy Ritchie moment was when that doctor, their Nazi doctor, was put in the electric chair. And they, they left, left the room alone. to talk about what they're going to do to him. And he ended up catching on fire while they're yeah. talking. That's great. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's this fun little pieces like that. Um Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in clever use of sound, there's that one part where she was going to lunch with her uncle and it was playing like that 60s style music and they were talking and it was had subtitles. And then when she rolled down the window, you could hear their voices. Oh, I th- yeah, yeah. I thought that was really clever. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a fun, like breezy movie, I think you can. That one's yeah. pretty awesome. And I saw it in like the lower left hand corner of the IMAX screen. So <laughs> oh, you saw an IMAX. Yeah. Is it worth it at IMAX? <laughs> uh, well, again, I can't judge. If I was in the middle, oh, yeah, probably, probably better. But yeah. I was down the lower left with some lady crunching her popcorn bag the whole time <laughs> during the dramatic quiet parts, and then a, a row of bros nice. making, like, oh, I have the funniest joke ever. I'm going to tell my friends throughout <laughs> the whole movie. And then behind me was some, they're like, snobby Cherry Creek lady. So huh? they're paying 16 bucks to be a, I- ignorant? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just a, yeah. There was like a, they had a, like a lot of VIP reserve seats, so like it took us forever to get in. Then we we did get in. There was only like four rows at the bottom, and then they had to wait until like five minutes before the movie. Oh, for, that's right. Like, you saw an advanced screening of it. Yeah. So it was free. Can't complain too much. Thanks Warner Brothers. But yeah. At the same time, like I just wish I could. I love the driving so much because I can just sit there and enjoy it. Yeah. I I, I want to say I love the music in this movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. The whole 60s aesthetic is great. Yeah. And all, uh, the joke where, like, the Russians have, like, all the sleek gear and the, oh, yeah. the Americans have all this clunky, outdated <laughs> yeah. stuff is fun. Yep. All right. I saw Ex Machina again this week. I didn't mention it, but the girl from Ex Machina is really good in it, too. Yeah, she's the female. She's a female Gabby. Yeah. What's her? Uh, Alicia. Vikander. Yeah, Vikander. So she's a. Uh... Hey. Hey, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> So yeah, I, I had fun. Like I, I would recommend it if yeah. you know you want a fun movie. Uh, next week we're seeing Sinister Two. Well, I am. I don't know if you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I have uh, some shoots going on that weekend. So. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, or I'll see something indie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.